So how are you doing today, Amanda? I'm doing good, thank you. That's good, I'm glad. Okay. All right. To start off, I know as a teenager you started professionally in the Boston area, but when was your aha moment, the moment you knew you wanted to be the Amanda Carr that you are today? I think that it came many years later. I always took for granted that music was always available to me. Both my parents were musicians, so awesome. I just did it without thinking, oh boy, I want to be this. It mm-hmm. just, I was always that, so to speak. So, um, And there were a lot of opportunities for younger teenagers to play um, out in clubs the restrictions weren't so enforced as they are today. But I think my aha moment came later on when I decided to adopt the genre or include the genre of my parents, which was the American Songbook, and that I really wanted to explore my identity more um, and kind of put a a, a flag in the ground and say that I'm going to put myself out there in a way that um, might separate me as a singer and and put myself out there more on the airwaves and uh, releasing uh, recordings, etc. So you have been able to perform with well-known artists. Who did you enjoy working with the most and why? I think that when I was in Italy, I was headlining at the Eurojazz Festival. And for me, um, it was uh, a jazz performer named James Moody. And I don't even know if he's still um, with us or alive, but I think he is. <laughs> I'll probably get a, an email saying, yes, Amanda, I am alive. <laughs> um, but I think I enjoyed that the most because it was a part of my budding career that I was so excited to share the stage with such a well-known artist in the jazz world. And, of course, it was in another country, and that added you know, a little bit of the uh, exotic nature of it. But... Um, I think that was my my favorite. I think that he made me feel really welcome uh, on stage, and um, I I think that was my first introduction to how gracious some of these more name high profile stars can be. It's amazing that you got to go to Italy um, and and perform with him. I mean, you seem to have traveled so many places. Which place do you think you either love the most or want to visit the most, and why? Oh, that's a that's a very um, not only a good question but a question that is very timely because um, since 2011 I toured over in Australia and I fell in love so much with the people I met friends that I still keep in touch with and I really want to go back and perform and it's here it is four years later or almost five years later and. I just haven't had a chance because it's not like it's next door, you know, Right. it's around the world to get back there. Um, so I am actually here to go back for next spring over there. Um, and that that would be my absolutely favorite place. I saw in your biography that you had been chosen to represent the U.S. in um, a music ambassadorship to China. How was that experience? It was absolutely phenomenal. And um, we put together a series of music uh, for three shows over at the Shanghai Concert Hall. And uh, basically it was bringing 20th century pop music to the Shanghai Concert Hall. And there was um, 16 of us in the band, and we we covered everything from country to pop to classical to jazz. It was a cultural uh, trip. It was so wonderful and so inviting. Um, And they put the words up. Uh, both in Mandarin and English for each 
each song, so there was a little bit about each song. Mm. Um, but my moment of connection was when I was with the Minister of Media, which is basically like a, a radio host. Mm. But we were alone for some reason, just to happen to be alone in the dressing room. And, you know, they thought we were really discombobulated at, um, in our approach. Like, they thought we were just all over the map. They were afraid we weren't going to be prepared when they came to our rehearsal, because they rehearsed very differently. And um, I explained to him in, you know, ways that he could understand that our process was a little bit um, different, but we would be mm -hmm. really stellar. We're going to put on a great show. And he proceeded to ask me if I knew what ALS was. And I, at first, I didn't understand what he was asking. And he said, you know, the disease. And I said, yes, I know what ALS is. And he was so proud to hold up his iPhone and show me that he had just done the ice bucket challenge. And if <laughs> you awesome. remember that a couple of years ago, he yes. started at, I think, BU or BC. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in five short weeks, it was over in Shanghai. And that was my moment of connection is this, this minister of media is so excited to show me that he had done the ice bucket challenge. And yet it had nothing to do with music, but that was the beginning of a connection that, that, that from that point on, everything was so much more relaxed. And he ended up coming up on stage with us and singing celebration. And I, I snuck my phone up on stage, take, you know, video of all this. But that's really kind of what it was about. You know, at the end of the day, it starts with music, but it allows us the connection with each other to realize that we're all pretty much the same. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, that, that's, that's amazing. Um, especially to the connection, it's crazy how something can start and just spread all over the world. And that, that makes a connection between two people that are from completely two different places. I know. It's so <laughs> amazing to me that it got over there that fast. It, you know, it just shows the power. Right. And then and it also just shows that, you know, we're all, we're all compassionate and we all have the same values and goals. And, you know, music is just such a great icebreaker. And, um, right. you know, it's a, it's a wonderful introduction. It diffuses a lot of different things. Going back kind of to your childhood, what was it that um, you wanted to accomplish? So anything specific? And if so, has it been accomplished? It wasn't until years later, after I returned from Los Angeles and had other kinds of um, experiences, that I decided to really focus on myself in a way that wasn't just so haphazard. So... As a kid, I really just wanted to rock, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to play and sing and thought it would just kind of happen, but it didn't. You know, I, I think um, so many, you know, especially young people can relate to that. And, you know, even with life in general, like you mentioned, you know, it, things get in the way. And so we kind of lose what we're passionate about, but somehow we always get back to it. I did. And, you know, when you're younger, you think, gosh, if, you know, you think of yourself like years later at 35 or 40 and you think like, you know, that's just inconceivable that you can even be useful or do anything, you know. Right. And, you know, now I'm in my 50s and I'm like starting projects. My energy, my focus, I'm not so worried about age. It's kind of ageless, you know, and I think that the new generation look doesn't look at age the way my generation did. They look Absolutely. at energy. They look at they look at artistry. They're not looking at lines on your face. You know, they're looking at who you are as an artist or a person. And I kind of fall into that category where, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm so much better now than I was even 25 years ago at some of the stuff that I'm doing. I have a better focus. I'm a better musician. I'm a better songwriter. 
And I think that I'm able to connect with my passion more because I can beeline to it. I'm not so mm-hmm. caught up in this nebulous, how do I get there? And I do think that you, you pointed out something really important is that you do have to have a plan and you do have to have an understanding of kind of the business right. of it in order to execute it. Absolutely. You know, um, we're kind of, it's not really a music business. It's an industry that you carve out your own niche. You just have to figure out how you're going to do it and what works for you and then go that route. You can't follow somebody else's plan. There's a million different ways and there's a million different ideas of what success is. Success is being really happy about what you're doing and fulfilled. And the money aspect is separate from that. Um, And, you know, I've learned a a little bit more about how to, after five albums and releasing them myself and having to come up with a business plan and having to do, you know, there's no management at my level, you know. Mm -hmm. So everything you do, you have to learn how to do on your own. You know, sometimes I tell people, that have kids that are going to music school, I say, okay, well, after you spend all that money on a performance degree, let's say that your son or daughter is the single best guitarist or the single best vocalist in the world. Let's say they graduate. Now what? What do you do? Right. You are now standing there with some a degree that says you're good at, a, at performance, but how do you make yourself desirable to the general public? What is your plan? What are you going to do on day one when you graduate from a school that says you are now a wonderful musician? What's your plan? And I think that with any musician, regardless of talent level, you have to have a vision that coincides with with your desire. You have to have a vision and a picture of where it is you want to be and what you want to do and how do you get there. I completely agree. And thank you so much for sharing that with us because I think it's so great for you know, the young people to hear that um, and to really keep that in mind. Talking about your albums, it's typical to hear that fans have a favorite song, but what is your favorite song from all the songs that you have created and what's the story behind it? One of my favorites is Mas Que Nada, which is um, a Portuguese song. It's off of the record entitled Soon. Mm. And um, that's really one of my favorite songs to listen to. And uh, it was one of my favorite songs to do because I had... What's the story of that song? Or the meaning? It's a really fun story, actually. Um, I sang in Portuguese. Now, I don't speak Portuguese, and I remember listening to some singers that spoke other languages trying to sing in English and how it sounded silly. Some some of the, the um, pronunciations mm-hmm. sounded really very foreign, you know, because right. they don't speak the language, but they're doing it phonetically. Well, I had to do this song phonetically mm-hmm. because I don't speak Portuguese. I do speak Spanish a little bit, so I'm somewhat familiar with the accent, but still singing is a different story. So right. I picked two versions of Mashkenada to listen to. One was Tomba Trio's version, and the other was Brazil 66 version. And I kind of melded the two together to try to execute how I think it would sound. And after mm-hmm. I finished my take in the studio, I took a CD of my my take and I brought it down to the dry cleaners because I knew all these women that worked there, a lot of them were from Brazil. <laughs> and I put a note in my dry cleaning that said, Can you please use light starch on the collars on the shirt and also listen to this 
<laughs> Tell me if Very I smart. pronounced everything correctly. And it was so funny that a few days later I got a, a phone call from the daughter of one of the women that worked there that said that her mother listened to it and said that I pronounced everything great. And so that's what, how I let it go to the uh, to press. It's on the oh. on the um, on the thumbs up of the. Uh, of the people at the dry cleaners telling me that I pronounced everything. Very smart. I like that. <laughs> no, it's true because, you know, they're the ones who are going to definitely judge it, like, in the sense of honesty and saying, yes, this does sound like our language. You you know, because you, you're representing their language in a way, you know. So I for am. them to hear it, you know, it's like, okay, she, she's doing it perfectly, just like the way it should be, you know. Yeah, I want it to be natural sounding and... Right. Um, it actually got um, really big kudos down in South America. Um, I think uh-huh. I was voted top three vocalist in the Brazil Daily Tribune wow. of that year, 2008 or 2009, and because of that song, and it really was a popular rendition on, on the net. All right, so just to end with the last question, I wanted to know, what is your dream or goals now? Because I know you said you're working on a lot of projects. Oh, this is such a great question. Um I am, you know, as you as as you know, it's it's cost money to do projects basically, <laughs> yes. and you know you see a lot of people doing GoFundMe and things online to get money to do projects, and I don't usually go that route, um, but I basically am funding myself, so it's taken me a couple of years to be able to pull some funds together to do my next project, and so I'm really really excited that I'm at a point where I can do a couple of projects that I wanted to do. And one is to fly down to Rio de Janeiro where there's a a producer that has been after me to do a recording for quite some time. And I'm in the planning stages of doing a record down there that is going to be a Latin Christmas album. (laughs) So I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. Everybody's been asking me to do a Christmas album. So I want to kind of do it in a different way. So, that's uh, one of my projects on the horizon. And the other one that I'm really excited about is going back to Australia, like I mentioned, yes. and working with some of the musicians that I met over there and uh, also doing a recording over there. That's pretty amazing. Well, um, Ms. Amanda Carr, thank you so much for sharing with us everything you know about your music career. And you know, I, I look forward to that Christmas album. And uh, you know, I wish I wish you the best. I hope you go to Australia and you enjoy all your time there. One last question. Um, I wanted to know, is there? do you have like any Instagram or Snapchat that uh, people can follow you with? So yeah, it's Amanda Carr Music on Twitter and Amanda Carr Music on um, Facebook. That's my fan page. My website is amandacar.com. Awesome. Thank you so much.